This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's two-day life-changing message entitled, Prayer and Devotion, Weapons of Spiritual Warfare, is all about waging war and winning the battle against Satan's never-ending schemes, tricks, and devices meant to neutralize your effectiveness for God. Nothing could be a more important part of a Christian's daily activity than the serious practice of this powerful lifestyle. Satan hates prayer and devotional worship because they can change the course of the battle he wages. Is it any wonder that he wants to distract the Christian from ever using them? Is it any wonder that his hope is that the Christian take them for granted, that they become a work or habit instead of the powerful, effective spiritual communication they're meant to be? If you've never understood their power or experienced the joy of being a part of it in your church, you need to hear what Pastor Ray is sharing in this amazing message. It could change your life. If we're not careful, we can just become so used to praying that we forget the power that is available through our prayers. How many of you were here when we saw War Room or you saw War Room? I don't know you, but that really, that really stirred me up. Did it stir anybody up? Did it just stir you up for the night and then you went home and went right back into your bad habits? Oh, it had an effect on me because I thought it was such a powerful movie and it, it just, it, it, it was so well done and the, the, the whole essence and and the whole meaning of it was so true and it was so powerful. But here's something. Number two, we need to have a special place that we pray. You know, in the movie they depict they actually had a room. She actually emptied out the closet. What's the value of that? Well, the value of that, now if you, if you are a family and you have a spouse and you have children or maybe you have a roommate or whatever it be. The value of having a space is that that becomes your private personal space. It may be just a corner of your bedroom. It might be the bathroom. It might be a closet. I don't know. It might be the basement or the attic. But it has to be a place where you can go by yourself and lock yourself away from the distractions of the home, of the children, of your spouse. Oh, you see, and you say, well, shouldn't we as a couple pray together? Yeah, but you ought to pray alone too. You see, because what happens is if your spouse doesn't want to pray, then you blame your spouse. See, well, he doesn't want to pray. She doesn't want to pray. That's why I don't pray. No, you ought to have your own prayer life. Everybody ought to have their own prayer life. Then you come together and pray for certain things. But you need to have a place to pray. Now, I'm fortunate because I'm single and I have a nice house. I got plenty of room. So every corner of my house is a prayer place. I could, I could sit at the dining room table or dinette table and pray. I could sit at the counter stool and pray. I can... I can pray on the couch. I can go up into, you know, upstairs in, in my little library area and I can pray. I can pray in my office. I can pray in my bedroom. And I switch my place of prayer, you see. But everybody has to have a place somewhere where you can go and pray. Now, I like what they depicted in the movie because in their place of prayer, they actually had things up on the wall. 
And this, is, this was so powerful. Lorna's not here tonight. Lorna and Lawrence. You know who Lorna and Lawrence are, our elders, right? Lorna brought her two granddaughters. And one was like 14 and one 16, I think, or 13 and 15, something like that. They were impacted by the movie. And Lorna showed me a text that her little granddaughter sent to her. And she said in the text, she said, Grandma, I really understand now the importance of prayer and so on and so forth. And she said a few things. She said at the end of it, she said, I don't have a prayer room right now or a war room right now, but I can have a war, uh, she said, war notes or war something. In other words, she can write it down on paper and bring it with her wherever she is. She can have her own war room. I thought that was so powerful. I got to get it from her. She was going to send that to me the way she said it, but it was so good. The way she said, I can't, I can't make a place. I can't have a war room, but I can absolutely have a war list or something like that that I can take with me. And she said, someday I will have my own house and have a war room in my own house. But we need a place where we can pray. We need it somewhere where we can be alone and shut out the world and shut out the distractions. Um, one of the things that um, is so important is like um, sometimes you don't realize how invasive the TV and the radio can be. It can be consuming. It, it, it captures you. It imprisons you. Because all, all, through, all through the day, they, they're, they're constantly leading up to something else. And then you get there, and all of a sudden, they're leading to somewhere else. Anybody? Oh, tonight on the 11 on the, we'll start in the afternoon. Tonight on the 5 o'clock news, we're going to talk about that. And you're like, oh, I really want to hear about that. And then, you know, they do it throughout the day. And then you get up to the 5 o'clock news, and then 5 o'clock. And tonight at the 11 o'clock news, we're going to, Right? And then, you know, you get 11 o'clock news. Tomorrow morning at the 7 o'clock news. So, so they've got you sucked in and, and hooked all day long. And you find that the, the TV can be, even the commercials of upcoming things, they've got you hooked in tight, like shows they're going to be on. Uh, you know, and, and they know how to do that. If you're not careful, that can distract you. You could be waiting all day for something to show up on TV. I've done it. What are you all looking at me like that for? You, you do it every week. You know that. So, so we've got to deal with those distractions and have that special pr- place and time where we go away and we just shut out the world and we pray. i tell you what, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, makes a lot of great things happen. He can turn back darkness, can break the chains of bondage, can bring deliverance to your life or to somebody else's life to reverse the effects of the enemy. So we need to have a place to pray. Number three, you know, it's good to use some prayer and meditation aids and some things, some, you know, prayer books or whatever, just to get you going. You ought to go to your prayer time. Now listen, you ought to go to your prayer time with scriptures. You all listening to me? As a matter of fact, I'm a total believer of any time you're going to go before the Father for a prayer, you ought to have the verses that cover what you are praying for. I was, you know, I kind of blessed myself today. I was in my office at home, and I was just going through some things. I found an old notebook that I had tucked away in, on the shelf, and I hadn't looked at it in a long time. It was a notebook that I used to use all the time. That was before I got hooked on all of this, you know, electronic gadgets. So back in those days, I would handwrite um, because that was even before I had a computer, and I didn't have to type. So I used to handwrite everything. And I opened up this old notebook, 
and it was like I just went back like 15, 18, 20 years ago. I opened it up and I saw all of the things that I had been praying about and the scriptures that I had written down and, and you know, sort of almost, uh, oh, I had prophecies in there, things that the Lord spoke to my heart that I wrote down. You know the amazing thing about it? It gives me goosebumps. You know the amazing thing about it? Many of those things that I had written in that book, I am standing in them right now. But back then they were just a matter of prayer. And I was, as I was flipping through, I said, my gosh, that's happened. Oh my gosh, that's already come to pass. That's answered. This was done. I was amazed at how many things that I had been praying for and had all the verses and the scriptures, how many of those things had come to pass and become a reality and were no longer just a work of faith so important to write things down we don't maybe i don't have many of you journal um it's probably a good idea to do that to every day if the lord speaks something to your heart write it down if if there's um something you're praying about write it down get the verses get the verses that cover the areas because that's how you can come and pray in faith i remember you know you heard me talk about that dark time I went through when we first moved into the building, you should see the verses I had written down. I had pages of verses. And I remember reciting those verses, quoting those verses, praying with those verses, holding them up before the Lord, one after another. And it was like powerful. And I look and I say, wow, look at what prayer, look at what prayer did for me from that time to this time. The effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much causes a lot to happen. So get, your, get some aids and, and you, ought to have, you ought to have verses that cover everything that you're praying for and that you're putting before the Lord. Amen. Here's an important point when we go into prayer. Understand that prayer is a relationship with God. It's not work. If you go into prayer time like it's work time, like I got to do this, I mean, you know, sometimes we may feel that way, but we've got we've to get our thinking changed and be reminded that prayer time is about relationship with God. And it's not, it's not work. Nothing about our Christian experience is work. It's, it, it should be a joy to say, I'm going to spend some time with my Heavenly Father. I'm going to spend some time praying about things that are of importance to me. You see. And uh, so let's keep in mind that, um, that prayer time and devotion time to the Lord, is, it's not work, it's a joy time, all right? And, and you, you're going to be surprised when you see the results and the effects of your prayer time, praying for your children. You know, you have a choice. We could either be worried and consumed with worry and fear and, and consumed with, you know, dread over certain things, or we can be consumed with prayer over those things. And when we're consumed with prayer over those things, because you see the worry and the fear and the dread and all of that stuff, that does not cause anything but more trouble. Right? Remember what Job said, he said, the thing I feared the most had come upon me. But when we convert that to prayer time and, and Thanksgiving time and and praying about these things and, and getting the scriptures and, and using them and, and, and putting our faith into operation and believing that God is going to have his way and, and this is going to become a reality because the word says so. We're going to see God move upon our situation because the word says so. And I believe the word and I've asked in faith and now I'm just standing believing. 
I don't know what else to do when, you know, when difficulties come, but to pray. I don't know sometimes how to, people come to me, some, like I said before, you know, wanting and seeking answers, and I can give them my best shot, but really the bottom line is they got to get back to the prayer closet. They got to get into their own prayer closet and their own prayer mode and begin to seek God, because I can't change your situation. You can, you can, you can, uh, you know, complain and squawk about, you know, your marriage, your kids, your, your wife, your husband, your mother, your father, your job. You can complain about these things, but complaining about them is not going to change anything. What changes these things is when you come to God in prayer and you come with the word and you come with boldness and you come with fervency because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much or changes things. So when you come in prayer um, and the word, you're going to see that things will change. They will reverse. But you've got to be, you've got you to come with faith. So prayer is a relationship with God and it, it's a time where we talk to the Father. It's not work. All right. So don't turn prayer time into work time. Because years ago, let, let, me, let me go back a little bit. Maybe some of you remember this. Years ago, there was a preacher by the name of Larry Lee. And he took the Our Father. Anybody remember this? Am I really dating myself? This is going back a long time. He took the Our Father and he broke it down into all these different segments. And he created and he marketed this whole big thing. And he was trying to get America to spend an hour in prayer every day. And he would, you know, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And he had all things, you know, all these little things that went with it. And he called churches to do it. And this was the thing. He wanted everybody to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and pray for an hour. 5 o'clock, it was very early in the morning. Get up real early in the morning and pray, gather in the churches. And Well, at the end of this whole thing, what we ended up with was a whole lot of tired Christians. <laughs> Why? Because this thing became a work. Prayer can't be a work. It comes out of a relationship. It comes out of love for God and faith in His Word and, and the knowledge that prayer time is, is, is the time where we're going to enter in and we're going to pray and we're going to see, that we're going to release faith and we're going to see things change in our lives. Can't be forced. It's got to come from the heart. It's got to come from an attitude of just wanting to be with God and knowing that, that God can, can answer my prayers and God will answer my prayers and that things can change. And that, that knowing that I'm going to get a handle on, uh, on some of these things that are going on that maybe I don't like and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take control of them in prayer. Come on, is everybody with me? So you see, you may be walking around with a situation, confusion, this, that. And the only reason why you're walking around with that is because you haven't taken the time in prayer. Because I found out that in prayer time, even if I don't have an answer, there's one thing I always come out of in prayer time. I may not have an answer. I may not know what to do. But there's one thing I always come out of uh, my prayer time with. And that is great peace in my heart. I may not, I still may not know what to do. But I've got great peace because I know I've prayed. And even though I may not know, God knows. He's heard my prayer. And I know that an answer is coming. May not come today, may not come tomorrow, but an answer is on its way. Come on, is everybody with me? All right. Here's, here's just a practical thing. We're coming to an end here. Always start your prayer and devotion with praise and worship and thanksgiving. It's the way you enter. He says, enter 
you know, enter my courts with praise. And, you know, you know that psalm with thanksgiving in your heart, right? Always enter in with praise and thanksgiving. Don't just get right to Lord. You know, I need this. I need that. I need the other thing. It's like, I thank you. I praise you. I worship you. I glory. You know, praising primes you. Praising adjusts you. Praising and worshiping just for a few minutes gets you, gets your mind cleared out and gets it centered and focused back on God. Is everybody with me? So you got to enter your prayer time with praise because no matter what, no matter what's going on, God is deserving of my praise and my thanksgiving, right? So say, well, someone say, well, you know, I don't know how to sing. Well, you know, that's okay. God doesn't really care whether you know how to sing or not. You sing. You make a joyful. All singing is a joyful noise to God. To, to us it might be a noise, but to God it's a joyful noise. So you sing. You worship. You praise Him. You thank Him. And sometimes I've spent some of my times in prayer just doing that. Just praising and worshiping Him. I got so caught up in praising and worshiping Him that I never got to ask anything. And I just ended and said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. So, always start with praise and worship. Here's one, and I've got just two more, and then we'll, we'll be finished. This is the second to the left. Be specific in your prayers. Stop praying these dumb prayers. And really, they're like dumb. They, mean, they have no meaning. Like, people come to me. People, I, I, I love this. People come to me. Pastor, um, will you pray for me? Sure. Well, what do you want me to pray for? Well, just pray for me. Like, I just need your prayer. Like, you know, things are really going on in my life and I need your prayer. Well, what do you want me to pray for? Well, like, don't we just pray. Can't you just pray? I don't know what I'm praying for. What do you want? You want me to pray that, that God take you home? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want you to pray that. Be careful because my prayers get answered. You better, you better be very specific on what you want me to pray for because I don't know. What do you want me to pray? You know, you had enough in this world and you want to leave? I don't know what, you, what you're looking for. You've got to be specific in your prayer. Stop praying these, you know, empty prayers. It's like, what is it that you want? Get it out of your mouth. Spit it out. Be specific. I was, like I said, when I was going through my book, and, you know, and I have it now. I've got, I've got a page right here. Now I do it on my iPad, see? I click this. I go over here. I'll show you. You want to see it? I'll let you see it from a distance. You're not going to see my... See, I've got a notebook right in there called prayer list. I hit that, and bam, there's my prayer list. See? These are all the things that I'm praying for, praying about, people, family members, situations. I've got it all right here. So you see, and then I just close that up because I don't want you to see my personal prayers. And, uh, but you ought to have specific prayers that you're praying. See? So be specific in your, in your prayers. You know? What is it you want? You want red shoes or blue shoes? <laughs> Don't you say, well, God, I, need, I want a car. I want, what kind of car? You want a Cadillac? You want a Mercedes? You want a Volkswagen? Fiat? What do you want? A Cooper? Mini Cooper? What, what? Pray specific prayers. Um, be specific in your praying. The more specific you are, you know, I, I'm a... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still to this day because I was, like I said, I was looking at my prayer list back then. And I'm like, whoa, all of these things have been answered and far exceedingly abundantly more than I've asked for has really come to me.
Yeah, I was thinking, I was actually thinking when I found that, that notebook, I said, man, this is going to be good. I'm just going to leave it there. I'll leave it there, you know, and it'll always be somewhere in my house so that when I leave this life, I hope that my family, who's ever here after me, will find it and be able to see, whoa, that's where it all came from. That's what Uncle Ray was, was doing. I want them to see that when you put your faith out, when you become serious about prayers, when you lay down the scriptures, when you lay down exactly what you're praying for and what you're expecting, and it begins to happen, I want them to see that prayer works and God is real and the Word is real. So I'm going to leave it. I'm never going to touch it. I'm going to leave it there as a testimony. I hope they find it. I'm going to write some more things. See, in this, they're never going to find it because I have this thing locked up. So I'm going to have to open it up, right, so they can find it. All right. So be specific in your prayers. And notice 1 John 5.14 says, If we ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us. And if He hears us, we have what we've asked of Him. So be specific. Make sure it lines up with God's Word. And then pray it. All right? All right. And then here's just the last one I'm going to end right here, which is don't do all the talking. You know, did you ever get, I get people on the prayer line sometimes, and they come up and they want my prayer, you know, they come up for prayer or whatever. Maybe you've done this too, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but, because we, we all have done it, I've done it too. They come up and you're trying to pray for them, they're, they're praying, oh, 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 It's like, be quiet. Let me pray. You came up asking for my prayer, why are you praying? If you want to pray, go sit down and pray. If you want me to pray, be quiet. Now, sometimes we just have to come before the Lord, just be quiet, because we've done all that we need to do. Sometimes we just need to sit in the presence of the Lord, let Him talk back to us. You, we don't give God a chance to answer. You do so much talking that God can't get a word in edgewise. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, what a novel idea. Sometimes you just need to pray and just be quiet. Sometimes you need to pray and just listen. Sometimes you just need to pray and just shut the mouth. Because we do all the talking. You, you, if God tried to get a word, you, would, you wouldn't be able to hear him. Because your mouth is always going. Right? So what I learned to do is like just spend quiet time with God. I pray some and I listen some. Sometimes I hear stuff and sometimes I don't. When I don't hear stuff, I just, you know what I take that as? Status quo. Just keep on going the way you're going. Or sometimes, you know, God's not ready to give me an answer on that particular situation. But don't do all the talking. Let, have some quiet time where you can hear and learn to cultivate hearing the voice of God. Because that does, that does take practice. But if you're, if you're always the one that's talking, you're never going to hear God's voice. But it's amazing when you pray and you just be quiet and you listen, how God will just speak. Sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes it's an impression. Sometimes it's a nudging. Sometimes it's a prompting. There are all kinds of adjectives and words that can describe how God speaks. But often you will hear God speak when you're just quiet in His presence. He will speak to you. And it will be helpful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to end right there. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.